Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. And joining me to help you get ready for NFL Week 1 action is Sean Lockhart, sports betting consultant. You can follow him on Twitter at TheRealPapaBear. Sean, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me, Rob. A day we thought would never come. Football is back. Just excited to talk some pigskin, hopefully make some of our listeners some money this year. Hallelujah. We are so excited because every weekend for the rest of the year, we are going to have football action. And this year is a unique one because we have had limited training camps, no preseason games. We don't know if there will be fans in the stands for some teams, others might. And what we want to do is make sure we help share our mindset or how the changes are affecting us and what we're going to do about them because there are a ton of opportunities for value, but we just need to be intentional about where we're looking for it. I completely agree. It's a year like unlike any other. No one, no sports better in history is, is dealing with what we're dealing with this year and going into football season and having no training camps and seeing no preseason games, not seeing what kind of form these teams are in. So it's all about processing the information and finding some edges, which I think we've got. I was going to ask you, like, what, do you, what, what game are you looking at or what teams are you looking at? Kind of the sponsor, this continuity uh, trend that you're looking at here. And we will get to all of those things. And for me, what I want to start out with is one word, continuity. <laughs> it's the number one word on my mind going into this season. And I like to look at the teams that are running it back again, the ones who are the well-oiled machines, not the ones who have new head coaches or new quarterbacks and teams like the Saints, the Ravens, the ones where, hey, there's not a lot of change because so often people fall in love with off-season moves. I mean, I think the greatest example of this is Tampa Bay with Tom Brady where they're like, oh my God, everything's going to be so amazing for them except for the fact that, wait a second, they don't have a lot of time to get into rhythm and get ready. And I'm curious on your thoughts on continuity. I, I was right there with you, Rob, because like I was saying, these, usually there's, if there's a rookie quarterback coming in, he gets time to play. It's not a veteran quarterback who knows the system, knows the coach, knows the offensive coordinator. Those are the guys that probably will have advantages early on. And like you said, the Bucs are going to be super interesting. It's such a boomer bust. I've, I've talked to many uh, people that are sports bettors, and I, you get such wild opinions on the Bucs. And it's because no one has seen that team gel. Now they have Fournette coming over, another superstar. But how is he going to gel? No one knows until they hit the field. But you got to place a bet. you got to put some hypotheses out there. So I'm curious with yours, what would be maybe a week one take that you're, or bet you're willing to make? So let's actually stick with the Bucks right there because they are okay. a team that I'm going to be looking to fade. And adding on Leonard Fournette, once you said that, one team actually came in mind that reminds me of this. Remember that Eagles super team when it was like, mm. oh, my God. I think they had Nandi Osmawai and was it Vince Young at quarterback? And they were, mm -hmm. they were supposed to be like the greatest team in the world. They didn't even make the playoffs. I don't even think they were 500. So as I'm looking at Tampa, we hear all of the reasons why they should be amazing. And this week they're on the road taking on the Saints. Saints three-and-a-half-point favorites. And we're seeing so much trendy uh, Tampa to win the Super Bowl stuff. And for me, 
I'm on the complete opposite side from a pragmatic standpoint. Tom Brady, of course, he's the GOAT. But guess what? He is still also a 40-plus-year-old quarterback in a new system for the first time with new pieces. I don't know how effective Gronk is going to be. He's not going to be the old Gronk. Sure, he could get some touchdowns in the red zone, but I'm not completely in love with them. Mike Evans, extremely inconsistent, while him and Godwin are good, and there's plenty of weapons right there. The expectations for this team are going to have a natural baked-in juice that I'm not willing to pay. So for me, while I'm not on the Saints at three and a half, if it gets to three, I will look to play the Saints this week. Uh, I like your points there. Actually, that super team, that Eagles super team, Donovan McNabb, he, li he lives down the street. I've had some conversations with him about that, and it, it is. It's gelling. Are these teams going to gel? Because obviously that Eagles team did not gel. I think it might be a little easier for the Bucs, but I like the Saints at home. I like your process, thought process there. I've got a bet that I like a lot that I want to give to the listeners. And the biggest change that everyone's talking about this year is, is fan noise, home crowd. So they are going to be pumping in fake noise, 70 decibels. But Arrowhead Stadium, where the Chiefs play, that could get up to like 110 decibels at times. That is a major advantage, especially when the offense is trying to call out plays and you've got this giant noise, you can't, you're in your head. So that's gone this year. So how does that affect totals? And that's what I've been looking at. The NFL this year, you look across the board, the totals are higher for week one than they've ever been. They're two to three points higher than they've ever been every single game. So that makes me kind of think I want to take an under because I do think some of these totals are a little too high. And the under I would be looking at, I like this Colts-Jaguars under. Colts-Jaguars under. So I think the odds makers have the totals ticked a little bit too high. So I'm going to take an under. Colts-Jaguars under. I think the number is 45. But this Colts team has a phenomenal defense. Phenomenal defense from last year. And they got even better adding Xavier Rhodes and DeForest Buckner. I also like the Colts from a standpoint. Phillip Rivers is coming in. They don't want an older quarterback to throw, throw, throw like he did with the Chargers. They're going to hand the ball off. They're going to establish the run. That's why they drafted their rookie, Jonathan Taylor. They also have Marlon Mack. And then the Jaguars this year, I think everyone can agree, what do we expect from them offensively? So I, I think that number right there, something that taking the, the odd, what odds makers think that the, there's going to be a lot of scoring going into this season. And I agree, but I think these totals are a little too high, a little bit of value on the under there in that specific game. So that's a bet I'd definitely take. So the question would be, why do odds makers have the total set higher? And I believe what I've heard is the offenses have a better opportunity to gel quicker than the defenses do. Is that correct? I think so. And I would also take it – I've been betting a lot of European football and basketball lately too, and they've been the first ones without crowds. The German league, some of these leagues, there was a lot more offense to start. So I think odds makers have learned from that. And generally, just the way NFL is going now, you can't hit the quarterback anymore. They want points. They want offense. So I think I can see why that total. But does it affect every single game? I don't think so. And I'm glad that you brought that game up because if you remember, if you listened to our podcast last year, we had several segments that we did throughout the season. One of them, our get comfortable being uncomfortable, better the week. What is this? This is where we pick a team or a game and say, you know what? I don't feel good about this. It is gross. It is nasty. Hey, where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? And why do we pick games like this? Because to be a good sports better, you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And you know who I feel extremely uncomfortable about? 
the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Colts. Because what is one thing about the Colts this year that we briefly talked about? A lack of continuity because Phil Rivers is the new quarterback in there. And you look at Jacksonville, it is a dumpster fire. Why in the world would we want to be betting on Jacksonville? All right, I agree. But Jacksonville is at home. They're getting eight. And maybe everything isn't firing on all cylinders. And quite frankly, you saying that you like the under gives me even more confidence in this because I actually like Gardner Minshew being able to sling it around. I like DJ Chark. It doesn't mean that Jacksonville is going to win, but guess what? I kind of like that they're gross. And I like that the Colts are starting a new quarterback. So there are opportunities for some speed bumps. I like it. Take, taking points in a low scoring game, hopefully that gives you always an edge. I also have a very, very uncomfortable team to take. I love that you took the Jaguars because that's the only other team I could think of. But, you know, they're calling themselves now the Washington football team, the skins, whatever they are. But there was a lot of drama in the offseason, with even the logo, the, the coaches out. And so everyone will buy, you know, storylines that people buy into. And they were terrible last year, too. Terrible last year. They have a completely new, new, new system, new coach. Quarterback even, Haskins, is going to get the start. And believe it or not, there's been good reports coming out of training camp of how he's looked. And obviously most beat writers want to write about how good their team is looking. But they are playing a divisional game against another kind of name-brand team, the Eagles, who won the Super Bowl. Uh, they're getting a lot of points. I mean, I've seen it was six and a half. I've seen six. I think it's even down to five and a half because I think some other people are on to this. But in a divisional game, I like maybe taking the Washington football team selling all the, all the noise, all that off-season problems, and betting on this brand-new football team on the field, keeping it close, maybe not winning, like you said with the Jaguars, keeping it within a touchdown, grabbing that high number, and maybe backing this Haskins and Washington football team in week one, which is super uncomfortable. Another team in transition with a new head coach, which maybe that's actually a good thing for their culture. And what I like about this is – I'm not overly high on the Eagles. Why is the offensive line injuries already right out of the gate? And if there's anything that we know, offensive line is so paramount to success for teams. So for me, while I don't have action on it, I'm not looking to bet the Eagles this week because I don't trust them. And I wanted to talk to you too, Rob, because I always like to talk to people who are experts. They know their own team better than anyone, but there are, I'm not the biggest trend guy. So I think every year is a brand new season. You got to approach that way, but you can look at some of these teams, how they do against the spread in week one over the last eight years or under certain coaches, the Steelers with Tomlin, they're on a one in seven ATS in week one over the last eight year run. So if you were fading them, you'd be rich. And I think there's a lot of things that go, it's not just because they're maybe unprepared or Tomlin. It could be that they are the Steelers. They're kind of a name brand team. People think, oh, I want to bet on them in week one. So their line might be a little inflated. But I wanted to get your opinion on what you think of the Steelers week one and maybe fading that trend or taking them this year. So several things. One, I'm bullish on the Steelers with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger. Number two, that trend sounds right in line with what we've experienced as Steelers fans because under Mike Tomlin, the Steelers as road favorites traditionally do not do well. They play down to their competition. Why? I have no idea. It frustrates the hell out of me. But that being said, what are the Giants? They are another team in transition where they've got a new head coach there. 
Daniel Jones, I actually like what I saw last year out of him. I'm a little bit bullish as a whole on them. Week one, I'm actually happy this game is happening in week one and not week 12. So I completely understand the fade on the Steelers this week. But for me, I'm actually going to include the Steelers in my big Mick Moneyline parlay of the week, which we'll get to a little bit later. I don't feel as as confident based on what you said and based on recent track record, but I do like the Steelers have an elite defense, a good offensive line, and Ben is healthy right now. So there is a lot of certainty right there, but that trend cannot be ignored. Uh, I, I like Connor. I love, like you said, the offensive line experience, and I love their running back. You give Big Ben, you got Juju. It's hard not to like the Steelers, but yeah, the trend is glaring. And but I said I don't think it's maybe Tomlin necessarily not being able to prepare. Then maybe be, even being worse this season with even a, a different kind of offseason and preseason. But it could just be that the Steelers are a team that people like to bet in Week One because they think all the past success and yeah, the name brand. And I'm with you though. I'm probably going to be a buyer possibly on the Steelers in Week One as well. I'm a little more bullish. I agree with you there. All right, and speaking of name brands and teams in transitions, let's look to a huge matchup. We've got the Cowboys laying three on the road against the Rams and the Cowboys' brand-new head coach in Mike McCarthy. And for me, give me the Rams plus three. And here's why. I want to do a little exercise. Let's play Monday morning headline, and I want us to write the headline on Monday. And if the Cowboys win, oh, they're expecting to win. But imagine if the Cowboys don't win this game. What is that headline on Monday going to be? Well, there's a lot of them that I can see. One, why are we discounting a Rams team who was in the Super Bowl two years ago, had the Super Bowl hangover? But from what I remember, Sean McVay was anointed as the next great coach. They are a team that does have a good amount of continuity. Yes, they got rid of Todd Gurley, but I don't know if that's exactly a bad thing. Cam Akers looks like he can be pretty good. They've got some great offensive weapons right there. And with Dallas, they're a team that everybody loves to talk about. There's glitz and glamour all over the place with them. But guess what? There is a new sheriff in town in Dallas. So I can see a narrative where a Rams team who, oh, by the way, halfway through this season, we may say, wait a second. This team could be competing to win their division yet again because I don't know if I'm exactly sold on the 49ers this year. And if I'm not sold on the 49ers, we're looking at the other teams in the division. So for me, give me the Rams plus three in this game because I'm not sold on the Cowboys in week one. I think that's a super sharp it's, – it's, it's always super sharp to bet against the Cowboys. It has been that way probably for a little, since the early 90s maybe back when they were with Aikman and uh, Irvin. But – I like that thought, but I, I am a little more bullish on the Cowboys this year, though. And Dak Prescott, I, that offense frightens. I, I look at the over in this game, but that offense, both of these offenses, I think are going to blow that game up. It's a three-point spread, so which these teams are generally even. Odds makers would see these teams as even. And I like – so I, I, I don't mind that Rams take of getting, getting the field goal because I could very well see it coming down to the last drive, maybe taking a push. But, I, yeah, you, you're going to find me probably for the first time in almost a decade betting on the Cowboys more than I'm fading them this year just because I'm a buyer on Dak this season. So we'll see who wins that. We'll go head-to-head -head there in that first game. That'll be interesting. 
So let's keep it in division. And one of the other games we played last year was called Pick a Loser. Oh, what a loser. And the goal was for us to train our mind to think differently about evaluating bets. And the goal is to find a bet that you think is a losing bet. And for me, I'm going to stay in the division. Let's look at the Arizona Cardinals taking on the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers, seven-point favorites at home. And you know what? The 49ers are my pick-a-loser this week. Why is that? One, Super Bowl hangover. Two, injuries. I don't even know who in the world is healthy on that 49ers team. And three, I kind of like Arizona this year. Trading for DeAndre Hopkins, not a bad thing to add to an already on the rise Kyler Murray. I think, and oh, by the way, Kenyon Drake. I kind of like what I've seen out of him at the end of last year. And this is in your backyard there, Sean. What are your thoughts on this game? So I love that would be my pick a loser too. You know, I think that's pick a winner because the Cardinals are going to cover that game. I love you went there, Rob. I'm a big – Kyler Murray last season, it took a while for the offensive line to learn how to block for him. He's such a unique talent. And then you mentioned Drake. In the second half of the season, the Cardinals offensive line improved so much. Their yards before contact, YBC, was the best in the league the last couple of weeks because they figured out how to block for Drake and how to block for Murray. The Cardinals played well in San Francisco last year. I love that pick. I think it's too many points. I don't know if the Cardinals are going to win because I do think Jimmy G does have that leadership. He gains that experience. But – I, I love the Cardinals that stay within that number and hopefully get a W. But that would be also, you think, is picking, oh, it's such an easy winner, the Niners. The Niners by one score over the Cardinals who are nothing. But uh, I'm right there with you. Cardinals is going to be a pick of mine this year for sure. And if we think about last year, we were like, how in the world would the Rams not win 10 games? They're coming off the Super Bowl. They're the greatest team in the world. Same type of thing is going to happen for the 49ers where the narrative of last year, it is just last year that there were so many closed games for the 49ers. Think about when they played the Seahawks and the Seahawks got it down to the one-yard line, game over. San Francisco gets the better seed in the playoffs. Boom, there they go. So the margin of victory and defeat in the NFL is so small. I like your thinking. I love that you brought the Cardinals in your honor. That gives me a little bit of uh, extra juice maybe to take them a little extra harder week one for sure. All right, so let's get to our Big Mick Moneyline Parlay of the Week. I see they got the Big Mac. I got the Big Mick. And what this is, is we're just going to parlay a bunch of different teams together on the money line to put together a bet. And why do we do this? Because it is not easy to create a winning bet. And last year, one of the listeners said, hey, can you give me a winning bet for this week? And I was like, all right, all he asked for is a winning bet. So I put together a money line parlay, huh? And it actually works. And I was like, well, let's keep this party going. And we sort of got onto something. And so often you're going to hear how it is not sharp to be someone who always bets money line parlays because it will bite you in the butt eventually. It does. But guess what? Last year we were successful enough that we were in the positive for it. So let's keep this party going. And for me, I've got three teams that I'm parlaying together. Give me the Ravens at home taking on the Browns. Give me the Bills at home taking on the Jets. And give me the Steelers on the road over the Giants. And I actually struggled this week to find a parlay that I liked because there was not a lot of big spreads. And I didn't want to take road teams when possible. But Pittsburgh, I am confident that they are going to win because 
Big Ben is healthy. I do believe they are better than the Giants. I will always take an opportunity to bet against the Browns. They're a team that, until history tells me otherwise, I will continue to bet against the Browns. It has treated me very well. And I'm very bullish on this Buffalo Bills team. Um, I don't like that this is a division matchup against the Jets, but I don't like anything that I've seen out of the Jets under Adam Gase. Uh, I will say, however, I will be looking at the maturation of Sam Darnold this year, as I do think the Jets do have some value because their perception is just dog crap right now. I'm, I'm a little – I like Darnold. I'm a more Darnold fan than most, but I, I like your, that parlay. I, I put down three teams. I'm going to use the Ravens. We both like the Ravens. I, I think they – I think they even cover that spread maybe, but I love the Ravens at homes over the Browns. I'm going to throw in the Patriots, though. And uh, the Patriots' money line, I, I think that number is a little low. I love getting that money line. Cam Newton played in Carolina with far worse weapons. He, he's, he's made a career since Steve Smith retired, really. And so I don't really worry about the Patriots' lack of running back or receivers. I think he'll make it happen. And I do just trust Belichick in the offseason or getting this team prepped for defense. And it is the Dolphins. I think they're going to maybe take a step forward. But are they going to be able to beat the, the better coaching? I think the, the Patriots get that W. And then I'd probably throw in the Chiefs' money line. Well, I, I try to find one more to make it almost like an even bet. And I, I, I trust Mahomes at home. That's a, are they going to cover that nine and a half points? Nah, but I think it'd be a good way to start a money line parlay, just taking the Super Bowl chance, start the season off, uh, getting a W. So let's briefly touch on some of those things right there. I'm with you. I do like the Ravens minus eight. I do believe that will be in my card because I just wouldn't feel good if I didn't bet against the Browns in week one, <laughs> um, especially because we've seen the way that the Ravens can roll. They're one of those teams where you have a lot of confidence when you're betting on them with the Patriots. Um, I'm staying away from that game, but I understand what you're saying. It's just, it's such a transition year where you're like, what's it going to be like with Cam and Bill Belichick always seems to win. And we're just uncertain on things in general. And you would like to believe the Patriots will find a way to win. I just don't know what I'm seeing right now out of new England. So I'm staying away in that chiefs Texans game right there for me. I have no faith in the Texans except for the fact of Deshaun Watson and the Chiefs are the team. As we've seen, it is so hard to bet against them because in the blink of an eye, they're up 24 nothing, and you're like, crap, I'm sitting here with plus nine. This is not good right there. So for me, I'll either be looking to live bet that game or do something on the total. And I don't think I will be on the under because as much as that may be a sharper play, who in the world wants to be like, NFL week one, first game, give me the under on Chiefs, Texans. I can get comfortable being uncomfortable. I can't get that uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, it's never a fun proposition to be on any Chiefs under. Like, that is the worst, the worst feeling watching that game. And those numbers will get inflated, but that team can score so quick. It's, it's, not, a, it's not, a, not a fun bet at all. And to recap, my big Mick Moneyline parlay of the week, Ravens, Bills, Steelers comes out to plus 143. A $10 bet wins $24.34. Uh, recapping some of my other picks, give me the Rams plus three. Um, I will be looking for the Saints if it gets down to minus three. Um, my get comfortable being uncomfortable bet of the week is the Jaguars plus eight. And my pick a loser is the 49ers minus seven. Sean, what about you? Do you want to recap or throw yeah. any other picks on here? 
Uh, so I got the, the Big Mac money line parlay we went over, the Patriots money line, Ravens money line, Chiefs money line, pays about even odds. Uh, the get comfortable being uncomfortable, the Washington football team, whatever you want to call them nowadays, grab those points. And then the bet I really do like, though, the bet I'm going to be on for sure week one with some big money. I like that Colts-Jaguars under. Hit that and hibernate, fellas. That's going to be a winner. I got, The number's 45. Uh, I expect it probably maybe even go down, so hit it now. Sean, I love jamming about football with you, and I'm just so happy for this season to be here. Where can everybody connect with you? So on Twitter, at DaRealPapaBear, D-A-Real-P-A-P-A-Bear. Always open to chat any bets. Put out a lot of free material as well. But just a sports bear like anyone else, just looking to make some cash. And I'm just so happy football season is back. It's my favorite sport to bet. And we want to hear from you. What is your NFL week one card look like? Do you have a pick a loser, a big Mick money line parlay of the week, or a get comfortable being uncomfortable bet? You can hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy. Make sure to use hashtag sharp 600 and be part of our community. And also make sure to tag at covers. And last year was my first full year doing this podcast. And I had so much fun jamming with everybody in the community on Twitter throwing out bets, throwing out gifts, just having fun. And one thing that was a huge victory was the feedback we received from this podcast. After I took over, boom, you guys showed us some love and I showed you love back. When you give us a rating and review on iTunes, I will give you a shout out on the show. So go ahead, hook us up and let us know. And remember, if you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money. Management. The book of the devil hit you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. Looking like the way the sound pumps, pumping in your back trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.